With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. On the first Saturday of May, you're invited to run for the roses. Well, you don't get to, but you get to watch it. Hats, mint juleps, the pageantry. You don't want to miss Kentucky Derby, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on NBC, streaming on Peacock. Welcome to the final hour. It'll be busy. We'll talk to the former NFL quarterback, Mark Sanchez, name, image, and likeness. Also, we'll talk about the role of the starting quarterback and that of a mentor to a rookie or a younger quarterback coming in. Mark has some interesting things to say about that. Jim Jackson on uh, an old-school series between Memphis and uh, Golden State. There's no basketball coming up tonight. Also, I want to talk to Jim Jackson about what happened with uh, the Lakers bringing in Phil Jackson to help them find a head coach. Phil doesn't have a good track record at finding head coaches here. But here's the problem. Phil can't find himself. He's not Phil Jackson's not walking through that door. And I still believe if I'm LeBron, I got to look at this and say, I don't get along with Phil Jackson. Remember Phil had the posse line about LeBron James and then that relationship, whatever it was, got frosty. But who are they going to bring in? And is that somebody that is best for the Lakers? Is it best for LeBron? What happens to Russell Westbrook? And at what point does LeBron go, you know what's best for both of us? I go someplace else. And maybe he can land in Cleveland. And that might take some mending fences, too, with uh, that owner, Dan Gilbert. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. We were just watching a clip. You know, if you're watching on Peacock, during the commercial breaks, we show old clips, archival footage, interviews. And uh, we had Ice Cube on. He joined us in Los Angeles when we were out there. I don't know how many years ago that was. But we played uh, Rap Jeopardy with him. And we we had Rap Jeopardy with his songs. <laughs> and he still had a hard time remembering some of the lyrics. 
And and then there'll be times when I say, look, you've got to answer in the form of a question. Yes, Paul. And he would, Ice Cube would go, uh, the Supersonics. And I would jump in and go, what is the Supersonics? Yes. <laughs> I think we did Ref Jeopardy with Calais Campbell and, uh, and uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy. I don't think they did what well. Calais Campbell was not good at all. He finished strong. But it, I think it was like uh, uh, run, DM, and then he, <laughs> and he would go, uh, I, don't, I don't know who that is. I like to risk message. No sleep till... I don't know who that is. Until we go to bed. <laughs> yeah, Paul. And one of us would answer, uh, what is until Brooklyn? Did? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Todd's uh, trying to get Mark Sanchez here. So he was the one that was the star. Fritzy loves rap Jeopardy. When you uh, you read a, a lyric, a line, nothing better than four white guys reading uh, rap lyrics to a <laughs> rapper. Like It should have been a TV show, Dan. You should have made it to a TV show. I know. We tried to. Uh, Todd? Yeah. Rap Jeopardy? I love that. Yeah. It's like, no sleep till this borough. <laughs> what is Staten Island? Yeah. No, what? Uh, yeah. Run DM blank. Okay. Is Mark Sanchez going to join us? He's on the line right now as we speak. Oh, he is. Okay. Uh, Morning. Hi, Mark. Uh, the uh, Fox analyst and uh, former NFL quarterback and at USC. Um, great to talk to you. We wanted to talk to you about... Uh, Ryan Tannehill's comments. Let, let me play it, and then I'll get your thoughts oh, on it. I thought I was here for Cinco de Mayo. Oh, oh, Sanchez. Okay, my bad. My bad. As Fritzy said, we need Sanchez on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> wow, that's so not necessary. Mark Sanchez. Fritz, I'm sorry. My feelings I'm sorry. are crazy. Let's go. So mean. But he was sorry, a good guy. Dude. I'm sorry. I think Whatever. I think Mark said he's sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Was was really? this was this a token interview? Wow, that's what I, that's the way I felt. Wow, I'm sorry, that. Mark. I am so sorry, Mark, that I didn't know that Fritzy, you know, that this was a token interview. Do you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Me. Okay. Do you do you well, celebrate you know, it? No, it's more of a. Um, it's honestly become more of an American holiday, and I had to look this up years ago. But uh, Mexican Independence Day is like September fifteenth, I want to say, because uh, they always have like big fights, like Canelo and Oscar De La Hoya. They they would always fight around then. Big big time for uh, a lot of people to travel from Mexico to Vegas, and so it makes sense to have a big fight that time. Cinco de Mayo is just one battle. It's the you know remembrance or whatever of of one battle in which they beat the Spanish or something like that. But it's not like, like, you go to Mexico today, it's not like some crazy, you know, shut down the banks and the post office, we're all going to party and celebrate. It's not like 4th of July down there today. All right, Mark, thank you. That's all we wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Marv, can you play Ryan Tannehill's comments? This is a portion of his comments. Okay. We're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're, we're doing the same drills. I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but you know if he learns learns from me along the way, then then that's a great thing. Okay, you've been a starter. You were a backup. The, sure. the role that you sure. play as a starter, the role that you hope to play as a backup. So I think your answer yesterday, Dan, and I that's that's what prompted this whole thing, not my heritage uh, in coming on the show. It's um, the way you answer the question. I don't think anybody's answered it that well, because if you actually say yes or no to the question, it's a total loaded question, right? You're screwed either way. Yeah. 
And if you say, yes, it's my job to mentor him, and I'm happy to do it, whether it's true or not, you just sound like a complete pushover and a total wuss. And, like, you know, the fans are like, oh, okay, well, he's ready to pass the baton. That's great. What a nice guy. And your teammates are kind of like, what? Like, what's that all about? What happened to the dog that was with us, like, Mm -hmm. in this battle? Like, where's our guy? You know, maybe he lost his stinger. Maybe he doesn't care anymore. You know, it just leaves a lot of room for doubt and leaves you open. Now, if you say no, then you're just a complete asshole. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he wouldn't do that. What a villain. You know, what a jerk. And it's really, you know, it's, it's really not your job. But the way you answered it yesterday when you said, listen, if he can learn from me, that means I'm doing something right. That means I'm helping the team. That means we're getting first downs. We're, we're you know, I'm, I'm orchestrating scoring drives. And if he gleans a little bit off of me in my study habits that help me play well on the field, then that's great. But you don't really – the problem is the reporters and, and people are savvy enough to ask this question because it's a total setup. And guys, you know, they get caught off guard. They shouldn't now, you know, as publicized as this one is. From here on out, like, you don't have to answer the question. You don't have to say yes or no. Take it wherever you want to go, but don't say yes or no because it just it, – it, it brings along so much negativity with it, and it's really too bad for those guys. But when you're the backup, you know, you're – you're fighting like hell to get on the field. And that's the thing. Like, there's only one guy who plays. There's only one quarterback on the field. And it's different. you got five other wideouts that are rotating in and out. you got multiple defensive ends. you got multiple defensive linemen and offensive linemen that kind of shuffle in and out. It's just different. It's, the nature of the position is different. And so when you draft a guy that's potentially going to take your spot, that makes life a little uneasy. I mean – I was there in New York with, you know, with Geno Smith. We went through that. Um, you know, I'm behind Nick Foles after he has this amazing season in Philly. Like, I've been on both sides of it, and it's, it's, uh, it's definitely uncomfortable. Um, I got to say that every time I was professional, um, you know, I, I did my best to be cool. I'm not going to, like, sabotage the guy, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, help him. Uh, or, you know, unless it's unless you don't feel threatened, I guess. Right? Yeah. If there's no threat, like, what is Aaron Rodgers worried about with, you know, the guy behind him with Jordan Love, you know, he's giving him tips and, hey, here's how I throw this ball and blah, blah, blah. Move your feet like this when you throw the quick little bubble screen. It'll get your hips open and give you an easy lane to throw it or whatever. But a lot of those things you just start to learn by watching the other guy. Yeah, and I think that you – if you do your job as the starter, the backup can then watch you do it, but also he can ask you questions. I don't think Ryan Tannehill, you know, at the end of a game is going to go, uh, hey, Malik, come on over here. Let me tell you all the great things that I did. He doesn't have time. Exactly. Right? He doesn't have time to do that. Other quarterbacks, and in really even other uh, sports, do we say, oh, you're going to mentor that guy? It's only that position. That that exactly. that sport, it's, exactly. you got to mentor this guy. And I agree with you. If Ryan Tannehill didn't put himself in this position, then they'd probably be talking about a contract extension, and they wouldn't be drafting 100%. Lake Willis, right? 100%. Although he did fall kind of in their lap. But all these things had to happen to get to here, right? He had to throw three interceptions in that 
you know, divisional game and they were ranked number one and or the top seed or whatever. Yeah. You know, so all those things had to happen for them to even be sniffing around. And maybe they would have drafted this kid anyway because he fell so far. But still, it wouldn't feel like such a threat without that game last year. And then you put him in this position. And as long as – listen, as long as you're professional, because they say, is it your job to mentor, right? you got to go back to the question. What's the actual question? Is it your job to mentor him? Well, no. The answer is flat out no. The answer is, you know, my job is to win football games. Okay, now break that down. Well, we got to complete passes. I got to get us into the right play. I got to get us out of negative plays. And we got to kick the ball after every series, either a punt, an extra point, or a field goal. And if we're doing that and I'm taking care of the football and throwing touchdowns and stuff, yeah, that's my job to move the team down the field, the offensive team down the field and score points and beat the other team. That's my job. All right, so, I, I, I want to ask you about name, image, and likeness. We're a little short on time sure, here. Sure. I want to know the, the downside, if there is, of name, image, and likeness. Well, right now, I guess it's just kind of no real rules. I, I heard something about some task force assembled. You know, the Avengers are getting assembled to uh, come up with some rules around here because guys, you know, you hear these stories of guys, players, you know, flipping their commitment and uh, alliance from one school to another based on guaranteed money for name, image, and likeness. And, you know, it's turning into this, like, bidding war for players. As much as some coaches and players want to deny it, that's what it is. And the fact of the matter is this stuff's been going on for a long time. Now it's just like, you know, it's, it's, like, uh, <laughs> it's like marijuana, right? Like, all of a sudden, marijuana's legal, okay? And people are like, oh, sweet except for the people who've been smoking for, like, a really long time. Like, they don't really care. So this stuff has been happening. Like, if you're telling me pay- players haven't been paid for a long time, like, that's crazy. Now they're just making it okay, and now they're trying to figure out, okay, what, what are the rules we put on this? Because this thing's spiraling out of control, and who's really in charge? What's really going on? And so, you know, if you put some task force on it, usually that means – things aren't going well, you're, you're uh, leaking oil somewhere, and so somebody's going to try and fix it. But I don't know. I, I don't know what, what they're going to do. Who's the first person to get in trouble for offering money? You know, the NCAA is already on thin ice. They don't want to come down on one of these players and make an example of someone like they tried with Reggie Bush. Like, it's just going to backfire because people are questioning their authority as it is. It's always great to talk to you, Mark. We appreciate you joining us and listening to the program, and uh, we'll talk soon. Love you guys. Talk soon. And that's happy Mark Sanchez. Yes, happy Cinco de Mayo. A token interview by Fritzy, Fox NFL analyst, former NFL quarterback. And, I, you know, that's why I thought Mark would be a great guest to have on, because he's been the starter and he's been the backup. And then that role that you play. But it, he's right. It's, it's the Is it your job? It's not my job. Now, you can say it's part of my responsibilities or it's an an element of my job. It's not his job to tutor, mentor Malik Willis. You can't say it because, as Mark said, either way, however you answer it, it's like, uh, oh, he doesn't care. Uh, To, oh, he thinks he's too good. Oh, he's he's nervous. He didn't want to mentor him because, oh, shouldn't you be worried about yourself and not mentoring the backup court? It doesn't matter what you say or how you say it. The media will twist it. And that's really what came out of that. If you just take that little clip, the headline, 
It's not my job to mentor Malik Willis. It's not. But I have to I have to be fair to him and at least listen to what he says. Because it wasn't my job to mentor anybody at Sports Center. If they ask for help, I gave them help. But I I chose to be passive about it, not active about it. And plus, most guys who came into Sports Center thought that they were ready to go and didn't need any advice whatsoever. Who specifically? <laughs> going to take a break here. Jim Jackson's going to join us. Is it better for LeBron if he's going to win, try to win another championship to leave the Lakers? What's he think of Phil Jackson's role trying to find that next head coach? And also, we got a real rivalry between Memphis and Golden State. We'll talk to Jim about Draymond Green and the role that he plays. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Discover the Discover credit card. It's all about customer service. Common sense. You got credit card questions. You know, when you have that, and it's really frustrating. My wife and I dealt with this yesterday with a credit card company. Now, this is another credit card we have, and we were trying to get somebody on the phone. There's so many prompts. And then after a while, I forgot what the question was that we were going to ask the credit card company. I don't have any problems when I use Discover. U.S.-based representatives, available 24-7. Live customer service, emphasis on the word live. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's almost here. The Knicks anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. In case you're wondering, yes, we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo I got the Traegers fired up, roasted chicken enchiladas, chips and guac, and we have the Traegeritas, margaritas that we make on the Traeger. You know, get a little smoked tequila there, a little mezcal, but we have to wait until the end of the show for those. Coming up in about 20 minutes, I'll let you guys have the enchiladas, the chips and guac. I like it. Just a little nod to Cinco de Mayo. Bonus coverage. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. There, that's the right answer. I like that. Uh, Jim Jackson, one of our favorites, NBA on TNT, also works for the Clippers, a Fox analyst. He was on the call Tuesday night, Game 2, Warriors-Grizzlies, and the trio will be broadcasting Game 4. Jared Greenberg, Ian Eagle, in San Francisco on Monday at 10 Eastern, once again on TNT. Jim, thanks for joining us. Uh, let me start with the feeling that you had in that game that it felt like old playoff basketball, like these two really don't like each other, but they haven't played enough to have that rivalry where, you know, Detroit and the Bulls or the Celtics and the Lake. There, there's no history there. But when did you sense that this was big brother, little brother, and little brother was not going to put up with any nonsense? Our coaches' meetings. Um, because before the game, we'll get into uh, in the dream room and we'll we'll talk to each coach and kind of go over, you know, just some questions about game planning. And and then one thing that you know Taylor Jenkins talked about was that they they the Memphis Grizzlies were going to be more physical in regards to the game. 
because it meant so much that uh, they were close, you know, in game one. But being a young team, they made some mistakes. And they felt that they lost that game one. They weren't – it wasn't the same when they lost to Minnesota. You know, as a young team, your shoulders are slumped a little bit. You're kind of disappointed. They felt upbeat. So from the beginning of that, and even Steve Kerr said it in the meeting with him, that it was going to be a much more of a physical game. And you can kind of feel the energy in the building as it started to ramp up. The clock started to tick down. You got to the national anthem. You looked at the focus of the players on each side, knowing how important this game was to both teams, that it was going to be a little bit different, a little bit more physical, a little choppy at times, but uh, once again, a great game. The difference between a hard foul and a mm-hmm. dirty foul, a dirty play, is what? The intent, to me, a lot of times. You know, a hard foul is I'm not going to allow a guy to get a basket. I'm going to grab him. I'm going to wrap him up. I'm not going to try to hurt him, but I'm going to try to influence the way that he's going to the basket or he's shooting the shot so he doesn't finish. A dirty foul is when a guy, you just go on a whack and you're going to take a guy out tell a dirty foul it's so obvious did dylan brooks uh is dylan brooks guilty of that no to me i don't think that was a dirty foul what i do believe is that the guy leaves his feet now dylan brook is in the past is known to come from behind and block a shot but once gary payton took off the second impact of what dylan brooks did magnified the whole play and it was a flagrant two in, in regards to according to the rules because it was a wind-up, it was a swipe, just like Draymond Green's, okay? Draymond's wasn't as impactful, and I say it because Brandon Clark really didn't get hurt. If Brandon Clark gets hurt as he hits the ground, because remember, Brandon fell, and he couldn't brace himself. So if he gets hurt, that magnifies that play even more. And that's the difference between the two, I think, GP. The second, the way he came down on that elbow, it was a tough play. And, and I think that is what really caused the outcry a lot more is because of the, the overall injury. Well, we look at the end result because, exactly. you know, if, if uh, Gary Payton gets up, then there's not this outcry of this guy should be suspended for game three. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's exactly. a hard foul. And then you mentioned Draymond Green. Draymond Green was upset that the fans were cheering that he was got hit in the side of the head. He was bleeding a little bit. But does Draymond know that the reason why they're doing that is what Draymond did in game one? So the fans don't know if he's bleeding or got a concussion. He's just flipping them off. Well, they're mad at him from what happened in game one. And then he's you know, like, don't, don't you guys understand? I could yeah. have had a concussion. I'm like, yeah. they, no, they, they don't know that. No, they, don't, they don't know. And, and, and Draymond is my guy. You know, I've been covering him since Michigan State. And he's going to play the way he's going to play. And, you know, we as athletes, we have a certain thing in our mind, well, fans got to understand this part of it. Well, it don't work like that. And, again, his reputation precedes him. I'd love to play with Draymond. And the reason why is because I know what I'm going to get. I know it's a guy that's going to play. He's highly intelligent, high IQ for the game going to play defense, do all the little things. But he's their enforcer. So he's built up this reputation over the years, good or bad. So when there's a benefit of the the doubt, a lot of times if you're not a Golden State fan, it's going the other way when you're at an opposing team's arena. So when things like that happen, I'm not saying it's right to to cheer when a guy gets hurt, okay, at all. 
always happen. An opposing player who is not well liked from the perspective of reputation. Now, if he played at Memphis, they would love him to death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would love him to death. That's their kind of guy. But because he's on the opposing team, you know, we as athletes are naive at times to think that fans are going to empathize with us a lot of times uh, in a competitive situation. Now, again, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. In regard, I'm not saying that it's right that fans cheer. Heck no, it's not. But in the level of competition, they didn't know. They just saw Draymond Green get hit in the face. He was out. And that was it. They were cheering that aspect because of what happened in the game before because Draymond basically set the tone in regards to what this series was going to be all about yeah. with that hard physical five. But I want Draymond to be known for his play because if I ask the regular fan, uh, what kind of numbers did Draymond have in game one? What did he have in game two? We used to know those numbers. Now we don't. It's Draymond yeah. is getting known for something more than that. And that would concern me if I'm Steve Kerr. I got to have you in the game. I can't have you getting kicked out. You can be an instigator. You can be an enforcer. You can do all those things. Do it in the context of what we do and what we've done, and and don't get yourself into individual trouble. And that's the only well, thing I would take away from it, that. Well, but it's happened before, right? Two thousand sixteen. I know. Draymond got kicked out, and, and that's the problem. Here's the thing: is that with a player like Draymond or any player like that that had to work his way to get to where he's at not as physically gifted as a lot of players. So he had to use the thing in between his ears. He had to play more physical. He had to play a different brand of basketball in order to be successful. The league worked out perfect in regards to it being a smaller league for Draymond to really compete at that four position. He figured it out as well as anybody. will be one day a Hall of Famer. And you're right that his antics a lot of times overshadow how intelligent a basketball player he is. And I'm sure that even... Golden State fans get frustrated with Draymond at times because, kind of like a Patrick Beverly, overemphasis on being the tough guy and making hard plays can come back to hurt the team at times at critical junctures of the game. And as a coach, it's like, okay, what's damn? What's that bottom line? What's that Dre area where I'm like, okay, Dre, I want you to be you, but I don't need you to be you in this situation because it comes back to hurt. Him. That's the dilemma you face when you have a tense player like a Draymond Green that you got to allow to be himself, but if he crosses that line and gets one more flagrant two, I know. guess what? He's out. And that totally changes how, as we saw, the Golden State operates defensively. More importantly, how they, off, they, they, they operate offensively. We're talking to Jim Jackson, uh, NBA on TNT, also Fox analyst. He'll be on the call Monday at 10 Eastern, Game 4, Warriors and the Grizzlies. Did you call out John Morant for the game-winning shot when he carried the ball and took four or five steps there? I mean, at at some point, it it becomes laughable, Jim, that – and I'm not doing old school – as much you as are. I'm doing – no, no, you shouldn't be able to have the your hand under the ball. And then he took at least four steps. Maybe two and a half and a quarter. No, did he, tra- <laughs> did he travel? If that, if, that is, if that game is in San Francisco, is it called a travel? It depends on who the referee crew is. Because it was a play that Steph made, basically took the ball over top of the defender – which is a carry, they didn't call it. 
So we can go back in between the game and figure out some plays in between where it was a carry, it was a travel, it was a charge, it was a walk, it was a block. But are they all, more likely the to call a travel or a carry now in the NBA? Good question. I mean, that's that, Dan, that's a good question because they don't call either. No. No. They don't call either. And that's the answer. Because here's the thing. My whole thing is going to be consistency. If this is how you're going, and I think players and coaches want this from officials. And officials have a tough job because they're graded out each and every game. In order to get to this part of the playoffs, you know, you got to have a certain amount of points lined up in order to build up to get to referee, to official a playoff game, let alone a champion. And you know that was a carry, and you know it was a travel. You know, yeah, I don't know it was a carry, and I know it was a travel. Okay, they don't call. that's all. Right. So, so it, it you uh, know, apology it, it, accepted, it, it, Jim. Apology it, accepted. If, 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 if the official doesn't call it, it wasn't a violation. That's mm, what they say, right? Okay. Um, uh, Phil Jackson's role with the Lakers. You're going to bring him in to pick your next head coach. What does this mean for LeBron's future in Los Angeles? More importantly, how much control are the, is the Lakers front office going to have with the coach they pick? See, here's the challenge with the Lakers. Jerry Buss did a phenomenal job of building, you know this from the beginning, building stars because he wanted to have star power because this is L.A. So the Lakers, you know, are enamored with name on the back of the jersey a lot of time instead of fit, whether that's from a coaching perspective um, or from the players. Think about it when Mike D'Antoni came and they got Dwight Howard. That wasn't a fit. But Dwight Howard had a name. He had a brand. Dwight Howard didn't fit in Mike D'Antoni's system. There was no way that was going to work. So the question is going to be, going to allow the coach that you bring in to actually have some construction control where it's going to fit and it's going to work. Because if not, then you're going to bring in another coach that you're going to kind of force pieces to have to fit based on management. And that's the issue with the lady. You don't bring in the Ty Lue. He's won a championship. He's been trusted by LeBron James, but you want to offer him a three-year deal and you want to actually kind of pick and choose his coaching side? Come on. You, I mean, you, that, that's the challenge you have, and that's why the Laker job is so difficult just based around the philosophies in the front office. They've done it right for a long time, but they've also done it wrong. This is going to be very interesting to see Phil's role, and who ultimately choose to lead their franchise moving forward, how much power that coach has over, again, roster construction. I just don't see LeBron sticking around for this. I, I just don't. You know, you look around, they don't have any depth. They got Westbrook and AD. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you have? In the West, you know, Pelicans get Zion back. Uh, you're going to have the yeah. Suns that are still there, even though Chris gets a year older. Golden State is still there. Uh, Denver will Memphis. get everybody. Yes, you got all of this. Yes. And, and Dallas LeBron is going to be better. Yeah, you you have to look around and go, I'm not going to win another championship. Does LeBron then say, I got to go? Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough to dig into the mind of what he thinks because he's always calculating what the next move is. And, you know, they don't have salary cap. They have salary cap restricted, too. No draft day. Yeah. So that's why they had to build the roster the way they did with one-year contracts this year and try to trade to get a Westbrook in order for it to fit. The challenge is moving forward. It's like, okay, can't move. That's going to be a challenge. Um, 
E is tough because of injury. And if we do move that, who's our future? Because there's always have to be a star, some something there in LA. Um, they are strapped. I don't know what LeBron's ultimate goal is because it's a moving target in regards to where he wants to be in his career. Okay, because LA was the next step, I think, in his legacy. He's won a championship, even though the asterisk part of it, it was the bubble. He's out in L.A. for other alternative things business-wise, which I'm not mad at. Um, but his mind is always calculating, thinking about what's next. And I'm sure he and Rich Paul have talked about this numerous times about what it's going to look like next year. What What is this team going to look like? Uh, and I'm sure AD's, AD is being part of the fold as far as being clutch. There's a trepidation there as far as, Man, AD got to stay healthy. That's the only way we can get this thing done. We don't have a point guard in regards to how it fits. So it's going to be very interesting to see the language, the communication, what comes out, you know, after the final leading up to the draft and free agency, what's going to happen with this team. But, well, LeBron, you, I, don't, I just don't know where the calculation is. I don't think he's satisfied where, where he's at right now. If you're watching on Peacock, you can see that uh, Jim Jackson has quite a few uh, sneakers behind him, so that I like free. I like free stuff, man. Okay, you know, it, <laughs> let's do uh, let's do uh, a guess here of how many shoes okay. Jim Jackson has. Um, Seton, I'll start with you. How many pairs? Uh, I'm going to say 175. 175. Ah. Marv, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to say 250. 250. Oh, Marv, I like my man, Marv. Paulie, in this room or total? In that room. Uh. 105. All right. Fritzy? 93 pairs of shoes. 93. <laughs> um, can you give us a look around with your computer there? The problem is you can't see that door that's closed right there. Oh, oh, that, there's shoes. There. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. so that's the hidden door right there. Okay. And it, then it's some on the side floor and boxes. Golly. I'm not P.J. Tucker, though. His his shoe collection is ridiculous. He has custom shoes. I'm not that young. I just like my Adidas, my Nikes, you know, my workout shoes. He, get, he gets the custom stuff and different designs on it. I'm a little bit more plain. I'm older, man. So I'm going to I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say 300 pairs of tennis shoes. Close. What do you I got? don't know? I don't know. The, I don't know the number. Well, give me a guess. I don't know. 250? Yeah. Okay. I, I, and that, and that's, a, that's a rough estimation because I continue to get more. And it's just that, that I love sneakers. You know what I mean? Especially, but if you had to grab one pair to get out of the house. Oh. I'm, I'm going to do – I'm always going to do – I'm a head towards Air Force One, always. Because they're versatile. They can go with anything. Okay. So there's no special ones like Jordan gave you a pair of shoes or any of that. Kobe, any, any of those things? No, 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 but those wouldn't be worn if they gave them to them. I know, but you got to get out of the house with one pair. Oh, oh, you mean I just got to leave? Yeah. Like, that's you only get to save one pair of shoes. It ain't that important to me. I'm getting out the house. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 hell is breaking loose. No, Jim, <laughs> you're getting <laughs> out of the house. Oh, I thought you meant like I had to get out. Like No, 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 you're getting out of the house. <laughs> I'm not setting the house on fire. I'm saying you're. Oh, okay, I thought you, I thought you were kicking me out setting the house. No, 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 no. Hypothetical. <laughs> One okay. pair of shoes to get out of the house with. Oh, man. Um, you know what? If it was one pair, 
probably do the Carolina Blue. Ooh. Uh, these are all all my favorite Jordans. Man, those are nice. Three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right here. You should have gotten Jordan to autograph those. No. I had enough encounters with him doing my career. <laughs> <laughs> would, he, would he sign the shoes if you asked him? Oh, yeah, he would. Mike and I, you know, here's a funny story about the shoes. Uh, I'm playing for the Nets, and we beat them. This is 96, 97 year. We beat them in New, Jer- in New Jersey. So we go to Chicago to play. Some people told the story, but they didn't tell it right. So we're playing, and they, they want to get back because we beat them. Sam Kinsella and I had a really good game. So Mike and I are going back and forth just talking. You can't guard me. I can't guard you, blah, blah, blah. We're going back. We lose the game. I had 33. Mike had 30-something. So we're going through the, 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 the line to shake hands afterwards. And Joe Klein, that played for the Bulls before, pulls Mike to the side and says, Mike, let me my man J.J. alone, my young fella. Mike said, no, J.J. is my guy. But tell him that's why he's wearing my shoes. <laughs> it is weird to said, play against a guy. You're wearing his hey, shoes, Jim. Talking hella, hella trash, right? Yeah. But Jumpman's on. I said I'm gonna continue to wear them too. So what? So, but that's that's my Jordan story on the shoes because that, that right there was the comeback of all. Just tell him why he wearing my shoes. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Jim. As always, great to talk to you, buddy. Okay, good to talk to you. Safe too, travels, bro. Jim Jackson, NBA on TNT on the call Monday, Game Four with Ian Eagle and Jared Greenberg. That'll be on TNT. We'll close up shop after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's almost here. The Knicks anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know, I love Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison. I just didn't like Meg Ryan as his girlfriend. It's an interesting movie, uh, Oliver Stone, with, uh, but I'm not a, a Doors fan, and, but I did read the uh, Jim Morrison biography, and it was really well done. I mean, a lot of information in there, but uh, just not a big Doors fan. Yeah, Paul. Did Val Kilmer sing, was that him singing, or is that Jim Morrison, he's lip syncing? Mm, that I don't know. Some of the movies, the, the star sings, I think... Walk the line. I think Joaquin Phoenix sang. Yeah, and that's, Reese Witherspoon did as well. That's some tough stuff for an actor. But that's why when I see the Freddie Mercury movie, that he wasn't singing. Whereas the Elton John movie, he was singing. And you know who who's the guy who won for uh, Freddie Mercury? Remy Malik. Yeah, he won the Academy Award. Right? He didn't even sing. He just wore like prosthetic teeth. Meanwhile, is that uh, who's the guy who played Elton John? Zach Galifianakis. No, it wasn't oh. Zach Galifianakis. But that guy sang everything. I'm seeing here that uh, Val Kilmer sang too. Okay, but it's not like Jim Morrison was really a good singer. Whoa, mm. whoa! He's a great front man, but it's not like he's known for like, oh, that voice is just, you know, he's that Pavarotti. <laughs> who has a voice like Pavarotti? No, nobody. nobody. Yes, yes, Marv. David Lee Roth is another one. Great frontman, not a great singer. And that movie has not been made yet. Yeah, that's that's not. 
The crystal ship is being... That's really all he does. Fire. Break on through, break on through, break on through to the other side. Mother. (laughs) I do like the doors, though. Mm. I just don't. I mean, he's not a great singer. Yeah, yeah. And he had his... uh, most famous moment was in New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. When he took uh, took off his pants and got arrested. Yep. Ryan in Honolulu joining us. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind? <clears throat> Hello, Arden. Hey, Ryan. After Fritzy Cinco de Mayo sports names, I'm going to have to do a cleanup on Isle Cinco. <laughs> Here we go. Friend of the DP show, Bill Burrito. Bill Burr, great comedian, all right? All right. Clemson coach, Cabo Sweeney. Oh, all right. Cabo. Mm. It's okay. A couple of NFL ones here. Quesadilla Keenum. Case Keenum, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go bloop, bloop. How about Barkevious Gringo? Barkevious <laughs> Mingo, Gringo, okay. This one's for Paulie. Bears legend, Dick Cactus. Oh. No, that's not good. I wish I could no, give you points no, for no. that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to. All gonna, right, lastly. All right. Last one, then. Let me save it. MLB legend, Kariba. Kariba. <laughs> I need a siesta. I'm out. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. See, there are times when I criticize Ryan, no matter what his accent is. There was a few good ones, though. No, not that many. Ryan packs a lot into a call. He does. He gets a lot, a lot accomplished. Yeah. Quesadilla Keenum, I thought was pretty. That's pretty good. Uh, Jesse in L.A. Hi, Jess. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Um, hey, thanks for taking my call. As always, happy Cinco. These names have got to stop. Wow. But um, but to celebrate tonight, I got tacos, mezcal, tequila, and as Ryan just mentioned, we got friend of the show Bill Burr at the fabulous forum tonight. So I'll be celebrating there. But I did have a question for you regarding the party bus. Okay. With it confirmed, wondering, will it be all dudes? Or is there going to be any NBA bubble L.A. work making their no, way on board? No, there's no L.A. work. No, no, no. No, no, there's not, not going to be any talent on the party bus. It's a sausage fest, and that's it. Oh. Yeah. Fritzy goes, you know, you can get those uh, party buses out of the uh, pole there. I go, uh, yeah, they could put the disco lights. No, it's going to be at, no. There's nobody on the pole. Milford work. I don't know. No, we we're not. We're somebody. not doing that. We're not doing that. I thought that dude was going to be like, how are you guys going to handle COVID while on a party bus? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. Uh, 1904, Cy Young of the Red Sox. Overrated. That's right. Never won a Cy Young award. He threw the first perfect <laughs> game under modern baseball rules. And uh, let's see. Pete Rose in 1978 got his 3,000th hit. <laughs> What did I, uh, what'd you learn, Todd? You've been to palm readers who spent less time examining your hand than the ump did with Madison Bumgarner. What did you learn? That college football used to have a curfew. Now you don't, and it's selfish, but you don't blame them for Seton partaking. Seton O'Connor. Jim Jackson's got some shoes. Yes, he does. Marv. Mark Sanchez, token call. <laughs> On Cinco de Mayo. Pauly? Enchilada Thursday. What we learned brought to you by Discover. Matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations, like Fritzy, do apply. Talk to you tomorrow. 
One more item as we close out the show on this Thursday. I'm asked occasionally why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number. And I always say, well, great day starts with the night before. And then you get this puzzled look. I said, it's about your sleep. Achieving your best quality sleep for your overall health and well-being. Do you have a consistent bedtime wake uh, wake time routine? If you're able to get into a certain rhythm, consistent sleep, that'll help regulate your metabolism, boost your immunity, increase your resistance to adverse health effects, improve energy levels, increase productivity. It helps, though, by starting with the foundation. You work your way up, the ground up. You choose proven quality sleep from sleep number because... Every great day starts the night before. And now save $500 on the Sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed, Queen, just $1,299. Lowest price ever for a limited time only. The Sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed. Sleep Number store or go to sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.